Hey everyone, welcome to the Call Her Auntie podcast. My name is Grace, if you don't already know, and I'm here with my co-host, Quizance. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We are just your northern girls trying to live our best life in Toronto. So however you're listening, if you're on your way to school or you're commuting to work, we hope we can we can help you out with that drive or morning commute to wherever you're going because we just really want you guys to hear us out because we may have been experiencing the same things you're experiencing right now. So, quick. So, <laughs> sorry, I cut you off. So, welcome to episode 4. We're so glad that you're here today. Today the day, the day that we are recording, it's National Girls and Women in Sport Day. So, big ups to all the females who played sports. And if you didn't, big ups to you if you played dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> or watch sports. That's a, like a big a big hobby. Like yeah. we, for Nico at home, we try to, re- well, it's because we like sports, but we really try to make it a big deal when games are on. Mm-hmm. Like we're big Toronto Maple Leaf fans. And especially when the, um, the Raptors were in the playoffs last year, we're like, we need to sit down. We're watching the game. We're ordering pizza. So, I mean... It's so awesome how, I mean, you don't even have to play sports, but you can just be a big sports fan, right? Right. So um, today we want to talk about... uh, We want to talk about the Super Bowl because that just happened. And then it also is National Girls and Women's Sports Day. And the Super Bowl saw their first female coach. Super cool. Super cool. Really cool. Um, They're on the... They lost, but she... They made their first like appearance. We as women made our first appearance in the Super Bowl outside of the very talented halftime shows like yeah. J Lo and Shakira. Yeah. I mean, how bad did that halftime show make you feel? Did you watch it? You yeah, watched I, yeah, it. Yeah, no, I watched it. It didn't make me feel bad. It made me be like, yo, I'm gonna be fifty years old and forty three and be that booming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it made you feel hopeful. Hopeful. Okay, that's good. It made me feel <laughs> Uh, I, I shared this meme that was like me watching the the halftime show performance, and in unrelated news, I will be going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> but it's it's a good mindset that you're hopeful that that's what you're gonna look like when you're 50. I guess that's you know that's a good mindset because that's how I want to look. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think I read like both their secrets are they just drink a lot of water, and J Lo is sober. She like doesn't drink alcohol she d- at all. Yeah, that and she doesn't drink coffee. Oh shit. So I'm like <laughs> Oh shit. Well I'm like, ooh, I'm doing dry February. Like, uh I can be like that if I just keep going until I'm fifty, then I'm like, oh coffee? I drink coffee every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have? So the Super Bowl is like a lot about the halftime show, a lot about the two teams playing, but it's a lot about the food. Did you eat what were your snacks? Did you oh, eat snacks? We oh jeez. I honestly, I don't think we really made, I think maybe we ordered pizza, but we, I wish we like made more things, like cool things. Yeah. But I don't know. So what we made, I wasn't really hungry. And then everyone, not everyone, the one person I was watching was like, oh, well, let's, let's make our snacks. Like, what do you want to make? And I wasn't hungry enough for like nachos or like pizza, but I was like snacks, like party snacks, like pigs in a blanket. And they had, like, never heard of Pings in a Blanket. And I'm like, just you wait. You're in for a real treat. <laughs> How so, did you make it, though? Like, did you... 
because I, I made it because I had like the Pillsbury croissants like just in and I also had hot dogs and I was like oh cool I'll make these easy piggies yeah. in a blanket did you make it that way too so I went across the road to where I live across the road is a grocery store so I went across the road to the grocery store and what they had was two for five dollars actual pigs in a blanket dough but I don't recommend it I like Whoa, it was, what it was, a business <laughs> I am going to make piggies in a blanket dough no. for those people that come and just buy this dough to make piggies in a blanket. That's like, in, was it in Clueless where she's like, my dad's the inventor of post-its. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if it was Clueless, but I made it, I don't, I think I recommend definitely just using the croissant ones. Yeah. Like that's what we it's had growing up. Easy. And yeah. the ones right now are like, that I bought were super doughy and not, I don't recommend. Yeah. Um, the Super Bowl, though, um, had well, we were talking about the female coach, and I think I texted you. We were kind of texting throughout the Super Bowl, yeah. And they had that ad about the female coach. What's her name again? Somers. Oh, Kate, Katie Somers. Yeah. And if you guys saw that ad, so it was so in Sours. Sours. Yeah. It was so inspiring. Like the line she said in it, she's like um, something along the lines that these. People think that these guys shouldn't be learning from a woman, but they've been learning from a woman their whole life. And I'm mm. like, bam! <laughs> like, man, women should be everywhere. Like, we literally run the world. And Straight facts. Yeah. Coming at you with the facts. <laughs> women <laughs> run the world. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the Super Bowl, that brings me, you asked me last time, did I watch the Aaron Hernandez um, Netflix special? And I did. Yeah. And it makes me want to talk about, like, mental health. Well, and, with, like, Bell Let's Talk that mm -hmm. just passed, it kind of goes hand in hand. And me and Quay were even talking about it today. We're like, we feel like we struggle with anxiety. Yeah. And I never knew, because I never had too much to complain about when I was younger. And, of course, my mom and you said your parents were like, brush it off, like, you're fine. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how... Like, I grew up, I was like, oh, it's, my mom would call it, um, like, the winter blues. And I was like, okay, I'm just sad because it's winter. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get through it. It's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. But, um, and I never wanted to, like, take space from people who do struggle um, with Mormon, like, with their own mental health. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it gets really hard, like, even with, my husband Ben, he's such like an easygoing guy. And I'm easygoing too, but when it comes to things of me getting worked up, it's to the point where I literally can't function and I'm like in bed crying or my body's so sore it gives me a headache and I just I just cry. Mm -hmm. So I'm really super grateful for two things with, with Bell Let's Talk. Um, the first thing about Bell Let's Talk is I know that there is a lot of um, not allegations, but like truth coming out that Bell signed a contract with the jails about like $25 an hour. Or I can't remember the actual stat. So they charge them $25 a minute or something. And that sucks. I, I know that sucks and I do acknowledge that. But for me, with Bell Let's Talk, I've seen so many Indigenous youth and like Indigenous men. And I know we're like two girls, but I we both have brothers. Mm -hmm. And seeing Bell Let's Talk motivate these Indigenous men to talk about like they've had depression, they deal with anxiety, they've had all these situations happen and like be open about it. This is how 
I know, unfortunately, it's at the cost of people in jail being charged $20 a minute and they need mental health too. But I think that like our indigenous society needs to come forward with all these, not come forward, be more open and accepting about these mental health problems, not problems, but like situations about mm-hmm. anxiety, depression and being open. Yeah. Because me and Grace, like what we were talking about earlier was we both have different levels of anxiety. Um, I went to Anishinaabe Health and I had like moderate depression and mild anxiety. And oh, they're just like these soft words, like moderate and mild. I was like, I don't want to take space away from somebody who's like crippling anxiety or like yeah. can't function can't function and get out of bed depression. I'm like, I'm gonna make it through. Like my mom always said, like, you're gonna be fine. This will pass, like you're not gonna be sad forever, you're gonna keep going. But just being like knowing that Grace mm-hmm. has the same like types of feelings that she goes through, even just helps me being like, you know what? It's normalizing. I, it's it. yeah, that's yeah. the word. Normalizing. Yeah. And it makes me happy that we're making these steps to normalizing it so that the generations, like now that I'm a mom, I think about what the world that Nico's coming into and the fact that we're normalizing it so he can grow up into a space and world that is accepting and is open to hearing his feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as a little boy, the like our parents say like our own fathers maybe they were told like they need to man up or they need to be tougher mm-hmm. and like with Nico he's only three years old and if he gets down or he's upset I'm like I try to tell myself this and I tell him I'm like it's okay to be sad sometimes like let yourself be sad because sometimes what do they say that like the tears are <laughs> I actually um, heard it from Tiffany Haddish on yeah. her Netflix <laughs> special that the tears are to shed what's like new to come or something along wash, well, wash away yeah something well, something profound yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like insert profound statement here <laughs> yeah but it just makes me like I think it's so well let's talk I mean it doesn't even have to be like I don't know like this big company of bell that's like supporting it but it's the fact that we're all actually engaging in the conversation of normalizing mental health and it makes me really happy for the generation below us and generations to come and yeah i for sure agree because my nephew i don't want him to be like a little boy who's just keeping in all his emotions and can't get them out and like feel like a weight in his heart like a weight on the chest or like getting so anxious in his head where he can't function. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to ever have to deal with that. Yeah, I know. But, um, so what were your thoughts on the Aaron Hernandez? I think that... Um, Just say your first thought right now. Crazy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, like, also, um, it's not... Okay, I don't want to hate on college sports, but I know in the States it's super bad, like... It, like what they cover up what they cover up this man busted somebody's eardrum yeah and then it was just like washed away and he carried on living this like life where you can get away with a lot of stuff um i know like in high school when i played on like um rep teams and stuff and we'd go away to tournaments i know i know in high school a lot of the guys on the rep teams got away with a lot of things yeah. and if you were like a star player if you were out past 12 or something mm-hmm. It's like, okay, washed under the rug. Yeah. And I'm like, that was so minor here in Canada that it's crazy that the States will like 
go even further. Yeah. The state sports are, are wild. Yeah. Well, I hope it was like, it was a lesson to the NFL and to other huge sport organizations that when you like cover someone's tracks or wash away their record or because what was it? He was playing in Florida. Yeah, and then with the Gators. Yeah, and then he they like covered something up or like that's he covered what the, it, the bar fight or something where he busted the ear gem with the owner. Yeah, like they covered that up, and then he gets to the NFL, and it's not like he was receiving help for his problems he had. Yeah, and he really would have benefited because when if anyone who knows who Aaron Hernandez is, he was actually or was, super talented. Like if you watch so his highlights talented, and stuff. Yeah. Like, he could catch any ball, run past anybody. Like, he was a beast. But the other thing about, like, being a beast in football is you get hit so many times. Yeah. And, like, I know, what is it? What is it? Okay, wait. I know it's really bad. It's, like, CT or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might be saying about it wrong. About the brain. Yeah. About the brain. But it's really, it is really dangerous. And continuing to play is so risky to your life. Like, all these guys in the NFL have that. And my little brother, he played he played football in high school and he had two concussions in like one season and then now now he has to like be super careful like he can't go to one well i'm sure he could but like he doesn't want to go to wonderland and be flipped up upside down because he doesn't want any more damage to be done yeah. or like whatever risk that is wonderland's not like <laughs> that bad of a actually a no it is what's that one ride um you're like you're sitting down and then it the thing goes over Top you. Gun. Oh yeah. And then you got like the padding beside yeah. your head. And my head was literally a basketball <laughs> in between. It was like <laughs> And I like it was so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that you have to like think about as a parent. You have to worry about those things and like decide. But like my parents were like, okay, well, if you love this sport, like play it, but be careful and with precautions and stuff like that. Yeah. And now that's what it was. He had two concussions, but you can't really get away from them. I know like in basketball, you can get hit. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got hit in the jaw with somebody's head and that like, it didn't mess me up with a concussion, but it gave me a lot of migraines. Yeah. So I could have had a mild concussion, I guess. I was also told that Aaron also, like before the draft, um, they have to take a maturity test. Oh yeah, it was and in the he thing. scored like, the lowest or something mm -hmm. like what supports like i know he was talented and he like can play football and did play football but what else like support was there for him to help him there's you like know, none there's, there's nothing like nothing for for people going to sports with like low maturity levels <laughs> that's, that's so awful Aww. oh you know what's another awful thing um that had happened was like losing Kobe Bryant and Gigi for the world of basketball yeah. and all Gigi's teammates or how how like it was I literally opened up my Facebook and saw that the posting by TMZ mm -hmm. like that was how his wife found out too because they were the first one to report on it before yeah. it was even confirmed that was him yeah and I was also I probably would have been emotional either way but I was also on my moon time that whole time that whole week <laughs> and I was just bawling on the couch and Ben's like are you really crying right now? I'm like it's so but it is really sad it's really sad especially like as a parent as a parent you've you've let your child go 
and play in this sport and on the way to the sport, an accident like this has happened. Mm -hmm. I could not imagine the devastation that she's going through right now and having to like heal her own self from losing a partner and like after they've overcome everything that they did yeah. and then all the girls that they have being and like being a single mom with having being widowed like yeah how do you feel as you're a parent so how would you the i yeah of course i feel so bad for vanessa but i also where we were talking a lot about like the last moments of like kobe Mm -hmm. seeing like knowing what was happening mm -hmm. and his daughter being right beside him like that's what really hit me is like that must be like a terrible way to go mm -hmm. i mean it's one thing like yeah you're gonna die from this but looking at your daughter yeah. and seeing the fear in her eyes like that's that's got to be the worst that has to be the worst because i mean all you want to do when you're a parent your life goal is to protect them yeah so yeah, it's it's so sad, but um, so what a depressing episode. <laughs> that we're I'm like, how how <laughs> can we fix this? <laughs> okay, so Kobe was a dad. Why why don't we talk about our dads for a second? How great they are. <laughs> My father is a father of three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is a great guy. One of the best things I love about my dad. We did not <laughs> plan for this, but here we go. No. We'll talk about this. This is not thinking it's all depressing. <laughs> okay, no. so the best thing about my dad is he's very funny and very like flexible. Going back to mental health, <laughs> I am so like, I need everything planned out. I need everything like this. I need to know where we're going, when we're going to be there. Do we have enough snacks? Do we have enough gas? Blah 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 blah. And he's like, All right, let's go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I admire his like flexibility and how like funny and silly he is all the time and like positive. Yeah, he's so, I know, your dad is the best. <laughs> does he listen to our episodes? <laughs> yeah, he does. It took him a little bit to figure out how to, he has Spotify. Okay. So it took him a little bit to find it on Spotify, but he listens. Yeah. Okay, I won't say anything too bad. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Just I'm serious. I, no, your dad is so, like, that's the type of person, like, I feel like Ben and I really equal each other out because whenever I'm worked up about something, he's like, if he was worked up about <laughs> something too, like it would be the end of the world. Yeah. Like I would be, I, I I don't know what I would do, but the fact that he like levels me out or if he's like freaking out, I'm loving, leveling him out. So it's a good, that's what I, like, I look for, for like friends even like, I have a friend in Thunder Bay who she's like so easygoing and it used to bother me so much <laughs> like in college I'd be like we'd have like our presentations together or class projects and I'd be like we need to get this done and she's like yeah whatever I'm like what <laughs> what do you mean whatever but when it comes to like when like like some things are too heavy I'm like what do you think she's like oh whatever Grace like you <laughs> can get through it I'm like yes I can get through it. <laughs> I can it's get through easy. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think also having just someone tell you, like, you can get through it. You can do it. You got it. Yeah. Like that, that's so helpful. No matter what, if it comes from your friends or if it comes from your family or if it comes from your partner, like, um, I don't know. Partners are so important too that they can, like you say with Benny, that they can help you and balance you out. That's so key to find somebody that does that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And like back on to 
to like talking about our dads. Um, my dad, like he's got his own. Um, he's the corned beef hash king. Yeah, corned <laughs> beef hash king. Yeah, but I think it's like I could be relatable in this way. Like my dad, um, my parents got separated and divorced when I was fairly young, um, and he would he he was around most of the time. But you know, like when he's not the main parent, he's not. He sometimes didn't commit to the times he was supposed to take me. But um, it really, when I like as I got older. I started feeling a little bit of resentment because mm-hmm. I'm like, he doesn't know like this or doesn't know that, and just being my young self, thinking what I'm missing out on, yeah. it made me angry. And it took um, my husband to tell me when after he met my parents, and he's like, you know what, your dad loves you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, like I know he loves me, and then I was like, wait. That's all I need is just yeah. like I don't have to, like I don't like now that I'm an adult I don't have to depend on him and I never really had to like I had my mom and she had her issues with that and whatnot but as long as I know he loves me and if that's all that he can give me mm-hmm. then I'm happy with that because yeah. I think like we're all humans and like I have my own problems and. Like he has, he's not just a dad. Mm-hmm. He's his own person, and he's got his own problems, and just like everyone else. And I'm like, if you know what, that made me so. It honestly completed me. I was mm-hmm. like, I knew he loved me. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so that's all I take away from that, and that's all I expect from him. And yeah, so it just really put me at ease. And I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And so yeah, if I. I just wanted to put that out there because I know a lot of people maybe feel resentment towards their parents, but if it was, if it's just something easy like just, just knowing your family, yeah. if they love you, and if that's all that they can give you, then just yeah. take that if that makes you feel complete. I agree, and I always love Grace the way that you how you share that because your parents like they're their own person. They've had their own journey. They've only learned what they've learned, mm-hmm. and. I know it's a lot of work for us to take on, like accepting that and like understanding the level of um, emotional communication that they can give us. It might not be like what we want or even what we need, mm-hmm. but if we as adults can like understand, I guess, forgive and be kind to like the journey and the struggles that our parents have gone to, and respect that, like, okay, my parent can only give me. Show can only show me this much of what they feel, and or can only commit to me this much of what they know how to parent. Then it's, I don't know. I think it's our role to like mm-hmm. accept that, yeah, and try to find some some sort of piece of that, even though that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's a hard place to get to, um, because I mean, when you're you're young, that's who you depend on yeah. is your parents. And I'm just like, I'm so lucky that I have my mom who is like the most dependable person. Um, so it was easier for me to accept the other mm-hmm. one and um, and whatnot. But um, it's a hard journey to get to. And um, like, I applaud anyone who's like had to grow up on their own. For sure. Um, but I mean, that's why I think it's just making like your aunties, right? Like yeah. people make connections with their neighbor or their 
their actual aunties or mm-hmm. their grandmas and we it's it's really it does take a village to raise someone and um just having help and support and just knowing someone has your back is like goes a long way and i think also that us as indigenous people we can't be we can't be too hard on ourselves or like not it's it's good to feel not good to feel down but it's like acknowledge that you feel down about certain things but understand like we have to forgive ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. and to move forward and to heal we have to like allow forgiveness and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff to move forward yeah <clears throat> i know that's what i like for, on the topic of forgiveness i try to think um because you know how sometimes things get heavy yeah you hold things on i'm like i try to think like okay i i forgive you mm-hmm. if something happened now it's on you like i take that negative energy off of me yeah and i'm like i'm feeling better from it so now it's on you so you deal with that yeah energy if you want to yeah forgive it or forget it or it's like you deal with your own actions because i've forgiven you for your actions so yeah and you. i'm just moving forward like whatever the circumstances are mm-hmm. but yeah it's well, been, a great way to look at things yeah because you know how you can really like that i hold things on uh-huh. and my body gets all tense and i start <laughs> crying and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna just plop this energy up it's on you now yeah I like that. I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. Oh. <laughs> and if you want to hear me say it again, just rewind it. <laughs> just rewind 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think previously we've talked about our best and worst part-time, part-time jobs. I really haven't had. So when I turned 16, my mom was like, you need to get a job. And I'm like, oh, Okay. So oh. I like, started applying places. I applied to Walmart and I think I you have to do like some like skill testing or some like survey or something along with your application. And I never even ever got a like a reply back. Mm. And I was so like kind of like defeated. I was like, Walmart yeah. won't even call me back. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart. So I was your that wasn't your job job though. What no. was your worst job? That was your worst experience. Okay. Um, okay, I guess my worst job. Can I talk about my one of my good jobs though? Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about both. <laughs> no, you can't. You, can. you, can. you know what? It's my turn. <laughs> Start with your worst. Okay, so I worked, um, this was a really fun job. I worked at uh, a hair salon mm-hmm. and when I was living in Thunder Bay. And it was honestly, I love just because I love talking. It was it's totally a conversation environment, yeah. right? And you know what? Like part-time jobs, you're kind of doing like the worst job mm-hmm. in the place. Um, I always felt like I was, I mean, I was doing like the lower end of things. Like I obviously wasn't cutting hair, but I was like washing hair and that was everyone's favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. So I felt good giving like people. You felt good cleaning people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I could talk and wash hair and yeah. So that was like a good job. That's, I like that. That's cool. I kind of worked, I kind of worked, this was, this is just a job I worked, it's not my best or my worst. I used to work at like, uh, on the res, we had a corner store in up the bay. So I used to work there and, so I used to work there and it was a convenience store and in the back, it, in the back it was, um, 
<laughs> in the back it was, uh... If you can't see, I'm, like, totally distracting. Cool. Yeah, she's I'm, like, trying to tell the story, and she's, like, giving me hand signals, like, I know how to sign language. <laughs> okay, so my rest job. The back of it was a, a hairdresser shop, and I would, like, sweep up and, like, mop up all the hair. But I also want to say my worst part-time job was when I worked at Five Guys Burgers and Because <laughs> I I did not learn to clean. My motto growing up was like, I'm going to be the CEO of a company. I do not need to learn how to do these things. I'm going to have a chef. I'm going to have a maid. I do not need to learn them. Do not need to learn them. And then like Five Guys, my night shift, I had to, I had to like mop up and clean oh, no. <laughs> and cook for people. <laughs> but now I'm like 30 and I'm like, oh, I'm not a CEO. I need to, <laughs> yeah. I need to learn these things. Oh my God. My, okay, really quick, your worst. Okay, my worst. Um, so when I came to Toronto, I remember someone asked me, you don't even have a job? And I was like, oh crap, I need to get a job. <laughs> so I applied to Moxie's. Um, it was opening up downtown Toronto. And I only lasted a week because I couldn't walk in the heels. I was like the server. No, I wasn't even a server. I was like the hostess or whatever. And sometimes I had to deliver food. And um, the kitchen was down two flights of stairs. So imagine how much your heels would hurt. Yeah. Your feet would hurt from walking in like this massive restaurant, going up and down these stairs. And I was just a terrible at it. So I, I, I just quit. And they weren't too happy with me, but they, they don't remember me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, where did this time go? Okay, so this episode, we talked a lot about mental health. And we talked really extensively about our own um, mental health issues. So we just wanted to remind you guys that the Hope for Wellness um, line offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In counseling, crisis intervention, you can call their helpline at 1-855-242-3310. Or you can even connect with them online to chat at hopeforwellness.ca. So thanks for listening in. Um, keep connecting with us on Instagram. We honestly appreciate so much uh, when you guys DM us and say you're listening or it just makes it also worth it. And we love connecting you, connecting to you over IG. So if you want to follow us, follow us at callherandypodcast.com and remember that your podcast aunties love you. See ya!